And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, Matt, it's that special time of the week again where you and I get together and just talk about comics for an hour and change. It is. It is. This the the favorite part of my week. That that isn't oh. me going to bed. <laughs> also that. Matt and I were just saying before we started, we couldn't believe it was Sunday again. But it's really my own fault because I've been keeping a terrible schedule now uh, up till five, <laughs> sleep till two. That's that, that's the dark side of working on YouTube and being your own boss and being like, ah, I can do whatever I want. I'm fine. I can make it go tomorrow. <laughs> no, I can't. I cannot. Yeah. It's even worse for me because most of my videos come out at a time where it's like daytime in America and Canada and stuff. But it, it'll be like like one o'clock here. So yeah. I have to sort of like work at that sort of schedule, which is impossible. You know what the worst thing is too? I got blackout curtains this year and that's oh, no. really starting <laughs> to fuck with me because at least it used to be when it's like, eh, it's noon, the sun's hitting my window. Man, I guess I got to get up and be a contributing member of society. Fuck. At least now with blackout curtains, it's like, nope, still twilight to me. Yeah, yeah. You just lose all sense of time. Yeah, thanks, Blackout Curtains. Oh, yeah, there's been times I've been sitting here getting the video to post at 8, which I really should have had done earlier. But, like, I'll have it ready to post. I'm like, oh, I guess I haven't eaten dinner tonight. I guess I should feed myself at some point, shouldn't I? <laughs> but, hey, that's my first world YouTuber problems. How, how you been, Matt? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. I've uh, been, like, trying to do as many reviews as I can before this next week where I've got a lot of uh, papers to write, so... I've been trying to get them out of the way, so I've got some free time on my hands. Nice. I finally found out what day and what time my panel is going to be for London Comic Con. And I guess I can tell everyone now because it'll probably be announced by the time this video goes up. I'm going to be talking about the evolution of superhero movies. So that'll be a fun one. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Uh, so I'm going to have to actually research that. I'm going to have to actually sound like I know what I'm talking about. And I had a whole thing where it's like, well, do I need slides to make it more interesting? I'm like, oh, I would need to bring my computer. Then it's like, well, maybe if I buy like a little Chromebook and do that. No, I can't afford that right now. The trip is going to be expensive enough. And it was like a whole back and forth thing. But uh, yeah, I, I did that show last year. And this is like already like a level of like okay they respect me a bit more this year it's like okay you can have a whole panel room to yourself to do what you want you can have another table for merch and we'll do like this this and this for it i'm like all right finally a little respect nice nice and it's funny too in the back of my mind i'm like oh they're doing these things for me does that mean i'm beholden to them now forever because this, <laughs> this, this this weekend october 5th to the 6th is a big weekend that's when like uh mcn goes on in london and when the new york comic-con goes on in new york i'm like what if i what if i want to go to those places i mean they won't give me those you, things i put in work here it's too late you've signed the contract in blood it's a billion year contract yeah, I've, I've signed my soul away now. They're, they're all cool. I, I had a great time last year actually getting to run some panels. Met some really nice people. Met some assholes, too, as I was quite cryptic about. What is it? One group of people treated me very nice. Another group of people, uh, what is it, totally did not give me the time of day, but I am happy to report those people didn't get invited back this year. Ah, nice. <laughs> and I did, so there you go. Also, Tim Curry is going to be there, and I want to try and meet Tim Curry. Cool. Tim Curry is one of those guys where it's like, man, you've been such a big part of my life and I've seen so many of the things you're in. I really want to get like a picture and autograph with you while I can because you might not be here forever. Yeah, yeah. He's had a couple strokes, actually. He has, yes, yes. There was a time there where it looked like he, he probably was going to die. 
And then he like totally rebounded. Like he was doing interviews with Charlie Adler and yeah. he was like alive and with it and everything. I'm like, oh damn, you weren't like this a couple months ago. Whatever they got <laughs> you on, keep taking it. <laughs> I hope I can bounce back from a couple strokes. <laughs> Most people don't. Tim Curry's like, you can't stop me. I'm Tim Curry. Fuck you. <laughs> I voiced every villain in 90s cartoons. I'm not going to die because of a stupid stroke. Um... <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, everyone, this is a comic book podcast sometimes. 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 And we actually do have some news sometimes. Sometimes. And uh, our first story here is actually something kind of near and dear to me and Matt because this is a book that I think we've both really been enjoying and a book that we keep trying to tell other people to pick up. And that is the Dan Slott, uh, Tony Stark Iron Man book. Mm-hmm. It's really damn good. It is, and they're entering a great new arc now. You know, Pimtron has come back and is looking to be the villain, and it's a nice little juxtaposition to a Tony Stark who is feeling more machine now than he ever has been before. Yeah, it's it's been great, and it, it's been great to have P Pimtron back as well after all these years so of just sitting in someone's desk drawer. Yeah, like, why, why are they not using this villain more? This should have been the biggest villain. <sighs> But uh, and one of the other things I really liked about it is that Jim Zub, you know, friend of the show, writer we really enjoy, uh, he co-wrote it. And I actually thought he brought a ton to the book of like, you know, deep cut references and, you know, mm -hmm. more interpersonal stuff. And, you know, let Slot kind of handle the big idea thing, which he's good mm -hmm. at. But now, surprisingly, both Jim Zub and the artist are going to be off the book coming the next issue. Yeah, that. That really sucks. There, there, there is a reason. I think Jim Zub said like something on his bucket list came up that he could not do. So, oh, I didn't hear that part. So, um, he he jumped at the chance to do that, and that would mean he needed to shutter some projects like Tony Stark Iron Man. Uh, the artist though, I didn't know the artist was off the book. I only thought it was Jim Zub. Yeah, it's the artist and uh, Jim Zeboth book. I wonder, I, it's probably something Sword and Sorcery related. Maybe he got a really good D&D deal or something because yeah. he's been doing a lot of those. But uh, the co-writer who they got to replace Zub should surprise no one. It's Christos Gage, frequent yeah. slot collaborator. Yeah, it should feel like nothing. nothing's changed on the book probably. It's true, and Gage brings a lot of the same stuff. He also has a deep love of continuity and mm -hmm. interpersonal connections. And man, yeah. you know, one day we got to make a list of like comic book professionals who, while they may never be like triple A booksellers, are like really, really solid workmen like people. Like, oh, I'll pick that up because I know them and really like them. Yeah, yeah, they, there is quite quite a few of them out there. Yeah, Gage is definitely one. Yep. Zub would be one, I would say. I would even say like, uh, what is it, Col Jerry Duggan? Yeah, Colin Bunn. Cullen, but uh, Bun's been up there a couple times, but no, they've never given him like a big triple A book. Yeah, He's never yeah. had like that one. Uh, Chip Zdarsky until a couple years ago, but now Zdarsky, I think, has blown up, and now he's that triple A echelon of talent. He's in everything. He's in everything, and everything he's writing is good. He's He oversaw that amazing Spider-Man miniseries. His Daredevil is probably one of the most talked about Daredevil runs in a long time, and that's mm -hmm. saying something. Yep. Al Ewing was in that list too, and now he has turned the Hulk into the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. Hulk's out selling so, Batman. And it deserves it too, because it's that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like much like Daredevil, like I've been a fan of the character even before this, and I've stuck with it. It's like, hey, you know, if you like this, if you go a couple runs back in, you're not going a couple of runs, but that's fine. <laughs> this is good. But Doc Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joel, you've been pimping Doc Green forever, we know. <laughs> 
But, you know, hey, more power to this Iron Man book and to all these creators. I know they're going to land on their feet. It's just so weird to change so quickly, so uh, midstream. But then again, if it's true, you're saying that he got a bucket list title. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what that that bucket list title is and if it has something to do with one of our other stories in this from Marvel this week. We, uh, we will definitely see about that. But uh, yeah, so we got uh, Marvel's already teasing their next big event. I'm sure you've seen the posters by now on social media or on the big comic book sites. It says, you know, incoming, mm-hmm. whatever that means. It, it, the event doesn't have a name yet, but it's clearly going to be an event. And three things that they've uh, chosen to highlight is the death of a major character, mm-hmm. which, I mean, hey, wouldn't be a comic event if we didn't kill somebody. Yep. Although some people uh, were quick to say, oh, I notice all those heroes are standing around. I notice Spider-Man's not there. <laughs> I don't think they would kill Spider-Man. Yeah, oh, I don't think they will kill him, mainly because they're in the process of, like, killing Aunt May at the moment. It could be Aunt May. There you go. Yeah, it could be. Could be Aunt May, but someone big and important dies, and everyone's like, oh, no, can you believe they killed so-and-so? <laughs> so, yes, uh, I can. That- it happens every week. <laughs> It ha- yeah, and, and they're gone for six months, and then they come back. Uh, so yeah, the death of a character, Apocalypse joining with Xavier and Magneto, which, again, we basically see that's going to happen anyway, because the yeah. Hickman book is all about showing us the future. Yeah. But they're making a big deal about that, them forming like some sort of trinity, and also being like, oh, look, it's, it's the good guy Xavier joining with the kind of good guy, kind of bad guy, kind of all over the place Magneto, and the definitely bad guy Apocalypse. <laughs> Where it's like with Magneto, it's like, ah, he changes his moral alignment every couple of years, he's been everything, but with Apocalypse, ooh, no, 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 that's a bad look for the mutants. <laughs> Hey, we joined with this guy literally named Apocalypse. He is our new homie now. <laughs> and uh, the final piece actually involves that Infinity Mass character, who's that new guy who they launched in Marvel Comics number 1000, which I still haven't read yet. Yeah, the Masked Raider. Yes, Masked Raider, which again sounds a lot like Masked Rider, like Common Rider. <laughs> Man, he needs to have a transformation scene where he like pulls out a morpher and transforms. <laughs> but yeah, they seek to be saying that this is going to be a big mystery book, and looking at it, it actually looks very much like Identity Crisis. It does, yeah. Yeah. Which, hey, you know what? Identity Crisis, I think, wasn't that great. So, well, let's let Marvel have a crack at it, see what their take on it is. Yeah, they've been pretty good recently with, like their their events and stuff like absolute carnage is going along pretty well um uh, the stuff they're doing with like this iron man uh pimtron stuff is really cool yeah we're we're in a good age for events right now no doubt about and they're not doing too many they're giving us a nice breather in between and and they're doing like 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 second tier events where it's not huge like infinity wars where that was everything where they're doing like little ones like the pimtron arc they're keeping it nice and contained where it's like, look, here's the Venom story. It will relate to all the Venom-centric books. Here's War of Realms. It will relate to all the Avengers-affiliated books. Yeah, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, should be cool. Should be interesting. I'm sure we'll be talking about it way more as uh, news becomes available for it. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure like maybe like this is something maybe Jim Zub was involved in maybe interesting interesting could be something hey you know thor needs a new writer now and i bet with mm. the new movie coming out they're definitely not going to wait before they put someone on it no no especially it would it all depends as well where jason aaron leaves it off in his king thor series 
That's true. Yeah, where it's like, well, is that future destined to happen or is something different going to happen with it? Yeah. I actually read that. Uh, technically, it was a book that came out last week, but I read Thor number 16, which is mm -hmm. like his finale goodbye to the mainline Thor book. Yeah, his, his Thor becoming King Thor, so he can have the King Thor series. Exactly. And, and you know they're not going to, as I said, with that movie coming out, they're not going to leave it slumbering for long. And I bet you, again, this is the, the this is Joel Stradamus looking into the future <laughs> with his tinfoil hat and his crystal ball. When they do another Thor book, it will be even more like the Taika Waititi stuff. It will be way more cosmic King Thor doing stuff in space yeah. to try and tie in with the movie. And I think Zub would actually be a good guy with that because he gets humor. You mm -hmm. know, he's, you know, his stuff is, you know, kind of light and breezy. I think he would actually be a good fit for that. He would be. Another good fit would be Chips Zdarsky. Zdarsky Thor? Yeah, I'd read a Zdarsky Thor. Yeah. Because again, I... funny, cosmic, does all the stuff. Yeah. Uh, now, what else did we have here? Ooh, here's a Superman-related story, Matt, so I'm sure you can relate to this one. Superman number 17 uh, pulled from the Year of the Villain line yet again. Yeah, I guess, like, Bendis didn't want to do Year of the Villain. I know, I know Scott Snyder did say, like, he, he did the event that if, like, a creator wants to be part of it, they can if they don't. But <laughs> this feels like, like, Bendis like, oh, I want to be part of it. And then he's like, oh, I, I don't want to be part of it. I changed my mind because because there was that, that issue there was that issue like two two issues ago where at the end of it he teased with the the apex licks coming to the lowest and we've had nothing nothing yep. about that <laughs> at all and we had the cover that pissed everyone off and that was the one seventeen where it's lowest on the yeah. cover with kryptonite oh god like, oh, the amount of comments I got from that. <laughs> superman's worst enemy lois lane and i'm like yeah, that's a cute reference to superman's best friend jimmy olsen i like that <laughs> but but i don't like the cover <laughs> and, I, and i don't even like that theory but it's also very bendis it's like sure why not you've broken up this couple you've done whatever you want to do sure sure let's have lois be a villain for an arc why not <laughs> you literally you literally couldn't do worse yeah well uh, you could and again, too, it's like with the book pulled, I'm like, D -d do I have to review this anymore? Like, I haven't read Superman from last week. I'm probably going to do it this week. But once I'm done that Rogelzar thing, I'm like, I think I'm done here. I think I quit. <laughs> this seems like the like the beginning of the end of his run on Superman. Like, like shit like this was doesn't usually happen with something no. that like a writer cares about or like like has it has in time invested into it whereas like yeah. now he's got the legions and all that shit so he's probably like i'll play with the legion someone else can fucking have superman which is please. good and please it, <laughs> yeah, please it is and it's also too where it's like look we're paying you more than anyone else in the comic industry right now and you've had us twice now have to recall these books which i'm sure is a massive loss to them oh yeah oh yeah not only that the like the books that that they are recalling they're they're having to destroy basically or having retailers destroy so that's like lost stock basically that also costs a lot of money where it's like yeah this this would be bad if i was the writer on this <laughs> yeah so yeah, maybe this is like the sign that like, oh, maybe his run is coming to an end. Mm, we say that, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll read Up in the Sky instead or any of those other Superman books yeah. that are apparently better. I'll talk about Up in the Sky later on. Oh, right on. Yeah, that's right. The third issue came out this week, which again made me wonder. I'm like, well, fuck, maybe I should have been reading these. <laughs> Wait, hey, when does Superman versus the Clan come out? That comes out soon, doesn't it? I have no idea. I thought it was going to be out by now. Yeah, I keep seeing artwork for it. I'm like, that looks cool. I want to read that. Yeah, I, I'm not really too sure. 
Yeah, I, I guess we'll see. Uh, our next piece of news here involves the ever-growing Sony Disney Spider-Man mm-hmm. debacle, and I think debacle is fair at this point. <laughs> oh, I think it uh, is. <laughs> Uh, one of the higher ups in Sony, I don't know if he was like a president or like what was what his job title was, but he basically said in no uncertain terms, the door is closed for MCU Spider-Man for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and he was sure to lay all the blame on Kevin Feige's feet. Naturally, <laughs> Some, you know the guy. So, been- somehow he's he's stretched thin with. We didn't want to give him too much work. I'm like, motherfucker, this guy's been doing it for like twelve years. <laughs> Yes, the guy whose whole job is to oversee these massive shared universes and has done so only to success and money. This would be too much for him. Yeah, this one character, you know, that they've already planned movies for would be too much for him. What what petty bullshit, like what power player Hollywood insider bullshit is that? It's like, you don't get it, and it's Feige's fault. <laughs> the door is cl- Did you see uh, that channel that does... Uh, uh, how it should have ended those like fun little animated videos mm-hmm. they did one for this sony spider-man debacle mm-hmm. and basically they just showed the end of spider-man homecoming <laughs> with uh happy and may saying it's like oh you know we're not really going to be in a relationship anymore but they put sony and disney heads on top of them and the conversation they have is very close to the actual thing <laughs> well you know i just thought we were going to be you know you, you know together for the future well you know summer fling you know for us sony is just all worth it <laughs> Boy, I just thought we could grow together as people interconnected. It's like, eh, you know, <laughs> seeing other people. <laughs> and I'm like, it's fucked up how well that fits. It is, it is. And it's it's strangely, like, weird how, um, how like, the last movie he was in is called Far From Home. And, and you see, like, like, Tom Holland says, like, being in the MCU is like being at home. And it's like, oh, you're far from home at the moment now. <laughs> so so much of that movie ended up being way more prophetic than oh. i'm sure they hoped it would have been oh god has it ever and the weirdest thing as well about this whole thing is the people coming out to defend sony for just for the sheer fact that it's against disney Naturally. like because disney's evil and disney's completely wrong in this situation even though they're you know not disney's an evil conglomerate evil corporation yeah what do you think sony is <laughs> Yes, Sony is they're, no no better. <laughs> they're both evil corporations. Like, can you not just like look? You can have your opinion of where you think the character would be better, but there are no saints in this situation. <laughs> there are no good guys and heroes here. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like taking a side in your favorite gang drive by. <laughs> is what it basically. It's like no, both they were both in the wrong though. <laughs> just one guy ended up with holes and the other guy didn't <laughs> oh well uh another interesting piece of news here and i didn't think we'd be reporting this one for a while jonah hex is set to return for the big cw crisis crossover yeah that's pretty cool everyone's getting yeah. involved with this absolutely i'm excited to see jonah hex come back even though i think in like the three or four times they've done him on the cw they've never done him right once <laughs> well that might change because they did him in that weird time where in legends where like legends was still trying to figure out like are we really are we like funny can we can we do serious like what what are we now they're they're, they're like full like comic book schlock stuff now so maybe they're a pure comic maybe we might get I'd, I'd like to see like like the 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 um the jonah hex we got in the recent super sons where he's like a robot that's oh, being used yeah. in space and he's got like space gats and stuff 
that would that would be fun. Uh, I I just want, and again, I don't know if they changed this. I think they might have changed this in his last appearance, but I could be wrong. That they changed his clearly a Confederate uniform to something else. Like they made yeah. the color shade darker, so it wasn't gray and it was like brown. And I'm like, oh, that's a shame because on a comedy like Legends of Tomorrow, they really should have had one character come out and say, hey, why are we trusting the man in the Confederate uniform? Yeah, yeah, it, f- it feels like they didn't want to go there for for fear of, like, pissing someone off or something. What, what, what offending the South? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. That, that, uh, again, do you actually believe them when they say, the South will come again? <laughs> but, yeah, so that's uh, that's a thing. Glad he's there. Glad they're bringing back everyone. I guess if they're bringing Joe and Hex back, they got to bring back the Hawk people, too. I imagine they they might be, or they they might. That's the cool thing about the Hawk people. You can basically say like like get recast all the all of them and just say, yeah. oh yeah, it's it's Carter Hall from like the nineteen forties or something. I'm a reincarnation. There you go. Yeah, hopefully they do because I re- I really like those Hawk people in that show. Their costumes were cool. I I liked the woman more than the dude because we barely got to spend any yeah, time yeah. with Hawkman. He was a bit of a dud every time we saw him. Yeah, he was just like a plot device, basically. <laughs> he really, really was. Uh, and our last piece of news this week, I am actually surprised this is wasn't a bigger deal than it was. I feel like this one got drowned on top of other news. But is DC Comics planning to unveil a Black Batman in the year 2020? Yeah, cool. Yeah potentially and again this is for comics not movies when i saw this i'm like oh are they are they doing the joker thing already are they like man people love these big reimaginings of superhero things hey let's do the twilight guy batman but let's also cast idris elba as batman in another <laughs> batman movie oh <laughs> uh, i hope not i hope they don't start doing that sort of stuff <laughs> If Joker makes money and it's already getting award buzz and apparently it like won an award at the Venice Film Festival, don't be shocked if we start getting a Joker-esque movie every year now. Oh no, it's like a, a Joker movie, but like something's different about like this this Joker, this Joker fell over in the poopy. Uh, this this oh, Joker, no. this Joker wore too much makeup and his face got scarred and you know random <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> And this Joker's porridge was too hot, and this Joker was <laughs> yeah. just right. <laughs> but no, apparently this is a comic thing that they've got coming for 2020. Again, this was like an entertainment website that broke this news, so it didn't say, like, well, is it an Elseworld? Is it a black label? Is this going to be a brand new character we've never met before? Or is this going to be one of those situations where, like, Batman has to go away for some reason, and so he, like, deputizes, like black lightning or duke or uh luke fox or someone to take up the mantle for him while he's away yeah it'll be really interesting we we obviously know that, like something like this wouldn't stick around for very long because doomsday clock shows batman back as batman um but really doomsday clock i think they've stopped giving a shit about if any of that connects anymore well they they have said like all the writers have said that they have like doomsday clock is their end game like mm. it is in the future of dc because it's said a, be- a year in advance. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> we got one more issue, so... <laughs> uh, I guess we'll see. Again, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But yeah, Black Batman should be cool. There's a lot yeah. of interesting ways they could take with this. And also, too, I can tell this news story where me and Matt are just like, yeah, that's all right. But I know somewhere else on the internet, someone <laughs> is pulling out their hair and going crazy right now. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to deal with you in the comment section yeah. in 2020, aren't I? Yeah, right, writing like 10 videos a day about how that, that, that goes against everything about Batman. 
Yes. Even though we've technically had them before, you know? Absolutely. I'm sure they'll say, I'm not racist, but okay, everything you say <laughs> after that, I can stop listening to you. I can stop <laughs> listening when you say that. That's the universal symbol for you can stop listening to me. <laughs> but yeah, all right. That's that news, everyone. And that's, yeah, that's basically everything that happened this week that was worth talking about. Kind of a quiet week, all things considered. It was, yeah. Uh, now it's the point of the show where we talk about where we read this week and <clears throat> where would you like to start, Matt? Uh, let's start with House of X issue four. Sure. This is the big fallout of the raid on Orchis base and uh, it goes great for everyone and everyone is happy all the time and uh, they go for lemonade afterwards. Yeah, I was right. I, I guessed that he was going to kill off these Avengers, uh, these X-Men and he did. And it still shocked me. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Boy, boy, did he kill him. And you know they're not going to stay dead because we've no, seen no. the whole uh, Krakoa pod people thing. But even still, they treat it like it's real. And they yeah. treat like clearly the characters don't know they're going to be resurrected. And that's where the actual drama comes in. Yeah, I, I said in my review, like, I we know they're pod people. And I'm wondering if, like, the X-Men actually know they're pod people whether or whether it's like xavier doing like some sinister shit where he like when they born he like fucks with their mind to think that like they are the real wolverine and cyclops and all of that and that leads to maybe like some trouble later on oh yeah I i've read some interesting theories there where it's like look the x-men died in that uncanny thing but Xavier was able to, like, capture their mental essence the same way he survived as a mental essence after his body was destroyed by Cyclops. And mm -hmm. he's just cloning them endlessly, like photocopying and photocopying them using the bio shit from Krakoa. This way he has, like, an endless army. Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. And that'd be, like, the sinister thing and the X-Men probably go against him or something. They're like, wait, what? How many times have we died? 600. Yeah, <laughs> Who's yeah, even counting? Maybe somehow this is like all tied to, to Moira's power. Mm, right, the ability. Well, maybe that's what inspired him. Where it's like, yeah, what if we did have ultimate do-overs? That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. We should do that. We should totally concoct a reason to get ultimate duos. You, <laughs> you, you, you kept calling it sinister too. That was another theory I heard, where Xavier takes off the helmet. And, oh fuck, he's got Mister Sinister's diamond in his head. <laughs> yeah, whoa, fuck. <laughs> that's why. That's and that's why we don't see Mister Sinister in the future and only read about him in the appendixes. Yeah, yeah. Those appendixes this this week. Holy shit! Like so, like. Wanda Maximoff was like the second highest KD ratio of mutants. <laughs> she killed like yep. nine hundred thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, and and they up. and they call her human as well. They do because again they've kept that retcon, which I love that they've kept that retcon for this long and haven't gone back on it now that they have the X Men movie rights back. Yeah, remember when they thought they were inhuman? We thought they were inhuman for a bit, and then that never... Some people still think that's the case, but no, they never, ever pulled the trigger on that. They teased nah. it, but they never pulled the trigger. They went back to the old retcon where, like, the uh, high evolutionary was involved. Yeah, yeah. In their creation, which actually, yeah, hey, when are we going to see... What happened to Quicksilver? Is Quicksilver alive or dead, or is he still running around in the not-speed force? We haven't seen him yeah, in forever. Yeah, he had that, like, speed force series, and then, like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see him come back now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he will. I'm sure by the end of this, we'll see all the major mutant players come back. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
I think we can all agree the best scene is Wolverine about to sacrifice himself to drop the mother mold and talking to Kurt and being like, hey, you think when I die this time, I'll get to go to heaven? Because canonically, Wolverine has died and gone to hell like several times. Yeah, it's like, could I go to the good place now? And it's like, uh, maybe I'll be there waiting for you. And I like that because that's like, oh, is that mean he's going to hell? Because like, like Nightcrawler could be seen as like a devil sort of look, visage sort of thing and his dad is literally satan yeah yeah like oh that's that's pretty cool and yeah he ends up dropping that mother mold it it is like a beautiful friendship thing where it's like wherever you go wolverine just open your eyes and i'll be there for i'm like oh that's like the sweetest (laughs) most friendship thing ever and then wolverine does a badass thing where he gets burnt by the sun (laughs) (laughs) and he's had that happen before so he might not be dead actually no because no, did, didn't might... like like the phoenix like throw him into the sun or something and he like lived yeah that was like three or four healing factors ago they they do say that his healing isn't nearly as good though they make a solid point that's of saying true. that he can't heal quite as well i'm like well that's interesting because when they brought him back he seemed to be at full strength but this isn't the real wolverine probably this is pod person wolverine yeah so like their their mutant abilities are like like hampered maybe like not perfect because like he doesn't even he doesn't even have those like flame claws either no they never use the hot claws do they no which man remember when they made a big deal about the hot claws and that ended yeah. up uh basically not doing anything because they never gave him another solo series yeah it's like hey he's got this new ability and it's like oh cool we're gonna get that explained yeah not really which again maybe that's not the real one because again it's a xerox of a xerox a copy of a copy it gets lower and lower definition every time yeah I like to, uh, like, Xavier seems genuinely upset by this, where he's like, well, that wasn't part of the plan, because he's been getting spoilers from Moira, yeah. but even with spoilers, <laughs> it's still fucked up, the plan. Yeah. Oh, fuck, they filmed they filmed an ultimate ending. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what his problem was. The old bait was. and switch. <laughs> ah, and his anger, too, is so righteous, and I'm like, wait a minute, is he going to keep them dead for a little bit? And like, that will be his reason to do bad things where it's like, Oh, well the humans killed my adopted ex children. They killed all my favorites. They killed all your favorites. It's funny. His last line in this is no more. And I'm like, Oh, I was waiting for like, no more like humans or something. Yeah. Like, Oh like, fuck. No, <laughs> like Scarlet, Witch, no more mutants, no more humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to which again, because Hickman is so good at writing this, I'm like, yeah, fuck them humans, screw this. I'm like, oh wait, I am one. Yes. <laughs> which that, which again, you know why the mutants are sinister too? Because it's like, hey, they've kind of stopped worrying about trying to save humanity. Yeah, man, humanity was dragging them down. We were hampering them. Look how much better they're doing when they stop trying to protect us. <laughs> I I would like though that like I know that like because of the nature of the series of time travel and stuff, they can't really like go over to like avenge and stuff but i would like to see like eventually like the 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 marvel universe kind of react to like krakoa and all that like the avengers being like hey the, what the fuck's going on with the x-men they're like kind of gone all like militaristic a little bit yeah they've gone a little crazy well hey hickman loves recycling classic uh event names where we had you know secret wars when he did mm-hmm. his thing wouldn't it be something if he's like all right everyone 2021 big new event get excited avengers versus x-men but it's good this time (laughs) yeah house of x yeah exactly if he recycles some of those names i could totally see that yeah house of x but this time it's no more humans (laughs) (laughs) 
Because, yeah, that that's when the Avengers have to be like, hey, hey, X-Men, knock, knock. We came with some sugar. Uh, you're kind of scaring the shit out of everyone. Um, <laughs> can you stop, maybe? No. I mean, we fought before and no one liked it. Are we, re- are we really going to do this shit again? <laughs> yes, we're going to do this shit again, and you're not going to be able to wish the Phoenix Force away this time. <laughs> Oh, man, won't that be some shit when the Phoenix Force inevitably shows back up? Because it always does. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, like, it'll be really cool, though, if it's, like, it comes back because it's, like, on a cycle. It comes back and hasn't realized that, like, all these pod people and just be like, oh, that gene is not the right gene. I'm going to fuck off now. Yeah, bye. I'm going back to the Thor book. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You, 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 you know my polar opposite lives in the hammer now, right? Yes, Phoenix Force, you've mentioned that once or twice. <laughs> white Hot Room. Yeah, yeah, White Hot Room, all that other X-Men <laughs> shit. No, I don't think we will get the White Hot Room because I think Hickman's smart enough to be like, no, cut cut the fat on this shit. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that shit. Let's, let's just have the mutants versus robots in space. That's, and it'll be cool. cool yeah. <laughs> That's cool enough. You don't need to know 30 years of friggin' soap opera. <laughs> Let's just see them doing cool shit. And indeed, they do lots of cool shit. They do. Also, too, I wonder where it's like, okay, so that future that Moira went back from, that future assumedly didn't happen or got destroyed. So are we going to go back there? Or are we going to keep going from here now? Like, literally, what is the next issue going to be? I don't know. Yeah, because, yeah, they've ended that 100-year future. They've ended essentially the 10 year future where they could still go on because like uh xavier and all that is still alive the 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 one set a thousand years it's kind of not ended it's kind of still around yes we'll have to go back to that probably because yeah because the phalanx showed up on earth it's like hey remember us yeah it's like what what do you want little librarian uh i want to be a dentist (laughs) (laughs) well sorry you're gonna get friggin absorbed into our borg hive mind (laughs) But yeah, that was uh, that was House of X. House of X continues to be great. This whole Hickman X Men thing continues to be one of the one of the best damn things on the shelf. Definitely, definitely. And so only a couple of more issues left. Hard to believe. Yeah. And then once it's done, here you get all these new X Men books you can pick to read from. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Absolutely. Uh, I guess from the biggest Marvel thing to the biggest DC thing this week, although that's debatable at this point, considering how they've pushed it further and further down the pecking order. But that is uh, Doomsday Clock, issue number 11. Yeah, I, I, I know you, you didn't particularly like this issue. I liked it despite the whole fucking delays and change, all that sort of bullshit. I, I really enjoyed it. The, the thing that broke my back about it, because I didn't hate it. I certainly didn't like it as much as I have. I actually really liked the last two, the one with, uh, like, Dr. Manhattan and all those other ones. The thing that kind of killed this for me and the thing that made me think, oh, this is going to end disappointing is the way that they just start jettisoning side plots where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, Saturn Girl, remember how you were really important in DC Rebirth and really important in issue one of these series? Well, now Ozymandias is just going to talk you out of existing. Bye! (laughs) And hey, remember Marionette's baby? How that was really important in the beginning of this series? And like, oh, who's the baby going to be? Like, oh, is moving universes? Is that going to affect the pregnancy? Oh, is the baby one of the three Jokers? Nah. Nah, it's not (laughs) anything. Nah. The baby was literally not anything. (laughs) It was was literally like a placebo to get Dr. Manhattan to like not kill her. (laughs) 
Yeah, and it's like, uh, what was this ever going to be anything? Maybe, but we got one issue left, so fuck <laughs> it, this is what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see fucking Superman fight a naked blue man? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that's kind of all you've got going for you left <laughs> in this, but e e even your new Rorschach just kind of ran the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gone like completely insane and doesn't want to be Rorschach anymore. Which is fitting and probably a good character arc for him. To be like, oh, as, as well, like, it means that Jeff Johns understands Rorschach and that Rorschach was a terrible fucking person. And that even as much as you think the costume is cool, there shouldn't be a new Rorschach. There no. shouldn't even have been a first Rorschach. No, no, he's a terrible, terrible person. And, and, I'm and a glad... worse person to emulate as well. Yeah, yeah, it shows that like you emulate him, you, you basically go insane. Mm-hmm, pretty much. And I mean, the rest of the comic is basically just, again, trying to build up what we've been reading all issue long. Uh, Black Adam and his supervillain army are attacking the White House, where we're definitely living in modern times as we never see the president, but but, but, but we hear him sad, very sad. Yes, yes, he wants to nuke the tornadoes. Yeah. <laughs> look, what if we just nuke the Dr. Manhattan? Would that work? <laughs> Look, look here, look, let me draw in the lines of the Dr. Manhattan. Uh, that's like breaking the law. You literally can't do it. No, I'm doing it anyway. There we go. Now it's all fine now. <laughs> um, President never gets named. No. Never see him. But no. we know. <laughs> yeah, you got that. You got Batman, like, almost being arrested by the cops. Or he was arrested. It kind of, like, like, he stopped those nukes from being set off and then got, like, like surrounded by, like, National Guardsmen who invaded uh, Gotham because of what the fuck's going on in Gotham. And yeah. we never see Batman again, so is he, like, under arrest? He's in one pitch. Well, maybe that's where Black Batman comes in. Batman <laughs> has to go to jail because he literally fought the American government hey, to stop them from launching nukes. Hey, speaking of that, like, that'd be cool if, like, Reggie becomes involved in that. Like, give him something oh. to do after this whole series. Because he, he's he's a pretty, oh. like, interesting character. He he got, like, yeah. fucked, fucked over by Ozymandias Boy, and, like, all this sort of stuff. And, like, leaving him on this Earth gives him kind of, like, a new beginnings. And the first person he saw was Batman. Yeah, Alfred really likes him, and yeah. Alfred is trying to help him because Alfred is a good person and feels bad about everything Reggie has suffered. Yeah, yeah, right. Reggie is bad. That's interesting. From Rorschach to Batman, I don't think they'll do it because I think they want to flip off Jeff Johns a little oh, yeah. more. Yeah, but actually, I like that idea a lot. Actually, Matt. Yeah, it, it'd be really cool, and it'd give them something to do. Like, like what the fuck's Duke doing now? Outsiders. Yeah, I guess no one really remember when Duke was big <laughs> was meant to be big. Yeah. Saddest thing about Duke is that that's a Scott Snyder creation and he just abandoned that creation. <laughs> He's like, well, I tried. Yeah, I'm not even going to use this character anymore. And no one else is going to use them either. <laughs> Yeah, like at least James Tynan, when he invents characters, he's like, no, these are my projects. They're going to keep coming back in things. <laughs> but Snyder just washes his hands completely like, sorry, Duke, I tried. Everyone loves this Batman who laughs, though. <laughs> yeah, well, he's going to get 20 miniseries. Yeah, but not you. Sorry, Duke. <laughs> but yeah, so we got that. Uh, we got uh, Lex Luthor showing up basically to explain the entire plot to Lois I, Lane and by extension us. I like Lex, like this classic lex luther where he thinks this is all about him 
naturally, naturally. He's such an egotist where it's like, and so, well, you are all working to try and figure this out. I figured it out 20 minutes ago for you, see, as well as being part of the Legion of Doom and being an Apex monster and being all of these other things. I have also been uh, researching the Watchmen and the Kid Flash rebirth. I like they call it that. Yeah, I was hiding in the bushes and saw the two flashes like kind of hug in 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 the bush i don't know why i was in the bush i was in the what bush I <laughs> like li- like literally that's the sort of retcon where like if any other writer had done that but jeff johns i'd be like go fuck yourself <laughs> but jeff johns did it and i'm sure jeff johns was like look i had a whole bigger story about why this happened but delays in rewrites, so Luther was in the bush. He was there all along. <laughs> he saw the whole thing, and then he picked up a flash drive and a film reel that told him who the Watchmen were. And I'm like, that's so fucking lazy, but all right. <laughs> Whatever you uh, say, man, I feel bad for you. Uh, yeah, he's got like all the photos, and it's like, these are all from different parts of time. So Dr. Manhattan is fucking with things and stuff. Just by existence. <laughs> And it's like, do you have a plan to stop any of this, Lex? Nope, not at all. Yeah, I am not going to stop this at all. (laughs) Nope, I am far too fascinated by this. And Lois, who is mainly there just to ask questions that the reader would ask at this point, where it's like, wait, what? Come again? (laughs) Uh, Carver Coleman, what? (laughs) Yes, and it all comes back to this actor, who at least Lois knew who the actor was, because I'm like, are we going to get any more resolution to that? Because I liked that issue. Yeah, that was really good. That was a real, I, I think that's the best issue, honestly, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like what issue ten, where yeah, like ten where, or nine. Yeah. yeah, where like everything was kind of explained. Yeah, that kind of feels like where, like John's, like he. That's where he got to, and then that's where all the rewrites started happening in the last two issues. Yeah, with the massive delays, and again, it all basically comes to the big head of like, all right, Superman's on the White House lawn. Doctor Manhattan has showed up, and it's like, all right, how are we? How are we going to resolve all of this in a single issue, guys? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Somehow, I don't think they're going to fight. Like everyone expects this big, drawn-out brawl, but like knowing both those characters, I don't think they'll fight. No. And 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 just how John's writes like Superman and stuff like that, I think they'll end up just like talking. And and as well, it's like as as um uh Osmondeus says in this book, like John came to this earth to be with his own people. So like maybe just like kinda wants to like hang out with Superman. That's like the whole point of this, like, I just want to hang out with Superman. Will Superman finally figure out, hey, you kind of killed my parents, Dr. Manhattan, because you wanted me to be more like you, and you're the reason the new 52 was so dark and, like, uh, unrelatable and shitty? See, that's what I think's going to happen. He's going to, like, either realize or, like, find out that man, and, and or, like, Osmondes is going to, like, manipulate it so that he reveals to um, Superman that he killed his parents. Right, expecting like, superman to fly into a rage and fucking murder dr manhattan where superman, that's how things would work on our earth and superman doesn't because superman like is isn't like that and mm. it like kind of shocks dr manhattan or something and yeah i don't know the, the, ozymandias's reasoning too it's like okay so you're basically just redoing your plan from the original watchman the like look i will i will concoct a scenario where everyone will hate superman and i will be on top of everything even <laughs> though i've only been in this earth for like maybe a couple weeks and also i will concoct a reason for superman and dr manhattan to fight and in doing so i will save not just one earth but two earths how 
reasons. Shut up and watch. That's how. <laughs> Giant space squid. Are you really questioning me? Giant space I, squid. I did like the part of his plan, which was like, oh, so I'm going to like lead all of the like world's heroes to Mars to fight, to like get them out of the picture. So Superman is alone. I did like yeah. that. I thought that was pretty cool. That was, but even then, he's not really alone. No, no. like Batman is there and Wonder Woman is there. Yeah, yeah. Or they see saying that they are like involved with like their own things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it it is it it will be interesting to see this last issue if it ever comes out. Exactly. We'll be sure to talk about this uh, in uh, what is it in twenty twenty five when this whole thing finally finished after the several seven hundredth rewrite. Yeah. Can you imagine the blue balls if they like came as like no series is cancelled now. <laughs> I'd be like, oh fuck off. <laughs> I wouldn't even be shocked. They're like, look, whatever we planned to do, we couldn't do, so we're just not gonna do it. <laughs> What's gonna happen? The final issue of this or the first episode of that HBO Watchmen show? <laughs> well that actually comes out in October, so Yeah. Let's see. I don't can, know. <laughs> can you believe can you believe that the HBO Watchmen show is probably gonna come out? Well, certainly gonna come out before the next issue of this. <laughs> Ain't that just some sick shit? Oh, God. (laughs) It's like I like Doomsday Clock. I want to like Doomsday Clock. I definitely like Jeff Johns. But boy, this series has just had everything bad that could happen did happen. Yeah, and and the thing is, you can't blame Johns or Gary Frank or anything. It's it's all editorial. And like the people in charge of DC. It's egos. It's the powers that be. And like, clearly this isn't stopping because it's like, hey, what about his Shazam book that he's writing on? Oh, that's also been delayed a dozen times too. Yeah, if it was just for this series, I could say like, oh, maybe there is something with like Johns and Frank and everything. But like, yeah, they're like fucking over all his books. <laughs> it ge- it genuinely feels like some very petty people are like trying to jam him up purposely. Yeah. Where's Three Jokers? Yeah, yeah, Eventually. where's that? <laughs> Again, we'll, we'll friggin' greenlight several other new Joker books, but we will not push any further on Three Jokers. No. <laughs> Which, again, if that doesn't tell you something. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that was Doomsday Clock. It is what it is. Never has so much talent kind of hit me so meh. Yeah, it's been kind of squandered a little bit. Indeed. Uh, what would you like to talk about next, Matt? Uh, I, I had that new Legion book. Okay, see, I didn't even bother picking this up. Tell yeah. me about it. I, c- I do, couldn't be hurt by Bendis again. Do, do, do you like the, the Legion of Superheroes? They're all right, I guess. Yeah, well, they're not even in this book. <laughs> what a Bendis move. Yeah, so this book has nothing to do with the fucking Legion at all. Ama- what is it actually about? Uh, it, it's about Rose and Thorn, that character he brought back in Action Comics. <laughs> Are you for fucking real? Yeah, yeah. So we catch up with her and we learn that some fucking how it's never explained uh i'm just gonna assume it was because like on one page there's like a radioactive like canister it's it's due to like radioactive fuckery rose and thorn have become essentially immortal they don't age and it's her basically going through it's benders trying to link up all of these different times like uh commandy at earth's end uh uh-huh. with like the legion time with like little bit in the future where supergirl is the president of earth 
uh like all these all these really random things he's trying to like make like a through line he's like she fights uh fucking terry mcginnis's batman uh it's, it's the bendis timeline if i'm gonna yeah. write about the future i don't want to have to read a bunch of dc future stories this is the future as written by me yeah yeah so it's her like trying to go through that and it it starts off surprisingly compelling because we start off with Rose where she's just Rose. She's not Thorn. And we learn that she's, there's a drug that was developed by Luther that kind of, uh, like suppressed her like dual identity, uh, schizophrenic side. So it kind of right. locked away Thorn. And we learned that that, that drug is, uh, being discontinued and she's afraid of what will happen if, thorn comes out because thorn's been buried for decades and last time thorn came out she like beat superman and just like wrecked the suicide squad and all that sort of stuff so she's very frightened and she turns to supergirl for help that story's just like shoved it into the back end it's like we're going into the fucking future now and she's gonna talk with terry mcginnis because she thinks terry mcginnis is the real batman and then she realizes he's too young and it's just so fucking weird it's i'm like this is complete benders i'm like you you had a legion book and you didn't bother to do a legion book amazing also too i don't know if you know this brian michael bendis but legion fans are very fickle and very (laughs) ravenous and i'm sure many of them were super on the fence about you writing this anyway and now the first issue doesn't even involve them just nope I, i like, like, like he, like he got to give it up to the Brascones <laughs> on this man. Like no one else could do this. Like the level that it takes to do these things is very impressive. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't involve them at all. Like all the covers and shit were lies, and yeah, it's just. And I imagine it's gonna end with like her meeting the Legion. But I'm like, really, just do a fucking Legion book. <laughs> Is also is Rose and Thorn going to be your new POV character now? Is it like, look, I could write about these Legion characters, but I don't know anything about the Legion characters. But I know this Rose and Thorn character who I'm basically making my new Jessica Jones for DC. That's exactly what he's going to do, and it's funny because I had someone point this out, and I thought this as well when I read it. Um, the book, um, like there's a piece of art by uh, Jim Lee, and, and Rose and Thorn, and it looks like um, oh, what's her name? I'm blanking on her name. She's like a Superman villain and she, she she's from space and she wanted to marry him. What's her name? Oh, Maxima. Maxima. Yes. Yes. Maxima. And she looks exactly like Maxima, like even the costume. And like, I wonder if that was Maxima at one point. Maybe, but they're like, you can't use Maxima because she's kind of been on TV right now. So we don't want to mess with her continuity too much. Yeah. Cause she looked exactly, exactly like Maxima. And I'm like, oh, they, they changed it they changed so it. it so it like didn't even matter he's like look g- give me a character who i'm just gonna write how i want to write which in fairness ben just did at marvel all the time sometimes to great effect where he just took a character and it's like look i'm just gonna write them the way i want them and existing history be damned sometimes <laughs> it works sometimes it didn't at least he didn't create another character for this like this could have easily have been like a, i'm gonna create this other character who's always been there but now just bet- use rose and thorn because they're a character that existed no one used them which he has also done many times at Marvel. I'm sure he wanted to, but I bet DC's like, no, 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 you can only create so many new characters. Yeah, you've already created so many. Like, you've basically taken half of the Action Comics cast and made them new. Yep. 
Also, too, where it's like, look, this new character you created, do you know their origin? Because you don't seem to know Rogelzar's origin or Red Cloud's origin or any of these other. I'll fucking figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. He's Kryptonian now, but that goes against everything. Ah, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Highest paid, highest paid man in comics. Highest paid <laughs> man in comics today. And a million times, Brian Michael Bendis. And a million times, Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, so this book was just like, what the fuck? Come on. <laughs> sounds about right yeah. again i don't think any uh what is it any legion book has ever lasted all that long so let's see how long this one lasts when it has literally several things working against it yeah well i think this millennium is like <coughs> is like a mini series before the actual legion book right so, like, so, an event. So, which, which again doesn't make any sense like you have like a mini mini event where you're meant to like build up these characters and your first issue doesn't even feature any of them it like, worked for man of steel didn't it <laughs> it really didn't it really didn't yeah so i'm i'm glad i missed that one i feel <laughs> content that i skipped that one literally if i opened it up and saw it was about rose and thorn i'd be like fuck off <laughs> yeah i was really confused i'm like okay so she's gonna like she's gonna be interacting with the with the legion later on in this book right is like oh no she's just gonna like travel and like complain about being young but being old and and wanting people to talk to like i thought it was so weird that he made rose and thorn a focal point of action comics in yeah. the last little bit and i'm like what a, what a weird cut why this character why now it, it kind of made sense in there because they were doing that whole police corruption story and she's like a vigilante in in metropolis it kind of made sense there but like now he's like oh no she's like traveling through space and like fighting batman beyond and like well, i'm like okay you're doing a bit too much he, bendis is a writer it's like yeah but that's the hair i had up my ass that morning <laughs> i was in a rose and thorn headspace and once i start writing i don't stop i'm like stephen king yeah she's the focal point of the dc universe now can i write rose and thorn now i don't want to write superman anymore <laughs> yeah. look if we get rose and thorn working then we get everything working she's a funnier <laughs> character than we've had before <laughs> uh all right enough uh, enough about that jibber jabber what else did i have this week to uh clean the palette uh oh i had a mortal hulk issue number 23 oh tell me about this this is funny because like if i were to tell you what would happen it would take maybe only three seconds uh hulk and his friends go to shadow base fight general fortin the end <laughs> but like what actually happened in the internal monologue that's where the real story took place okay it's actually all told from Jacqueline McGee's point of view, and we actually get to, like, find out the day she first met the Hulk as a kid. Oh, interesting. And, like, how he came crashing through her house while fighting a bad guy, and it, like, really messed up her dad. He had anxiety for the rest of his life. He died of a heart attack. And, like, this one instance of meeting the Hulk completely ruined this girl's life and destroyed her family. Mm-hmm. And it's really messed up, and she's like, you know, I, I had this idea of the Hulk in my mind of, like, this angry child just lashing out the world and not being smart enough to understand it. Mm -hmm. And she says she thought of that way forever until she actually met this Hulk, the immortal Hulk, and she's like, well, you know, the truth is more terrifying than I ever could imagine. He's not an angry child lashing out at the world with too much power. He's an evil genius who knows exactly what he's doing and still <laughs> lashes out at the world anyway. Oh my god, we are so fucked. <laughs> That's great. It is wonderful. And then she like teams up with Rick Jones too because it's like, okay, well he fights the general. You guys should probably bust out all the other gamma experiments in here. Mm -hmm. 
And she's like, Rick Jones scares the shit out of me because he's basically a ghoul from Fallout now. He's an irradiated skeleton monster. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he but he still speaks in the gee golly geez uh, golden age of comics <laughs> oh, tone. Oh no. <laughs> and it's like, you know, there's just something horribly off putting out her and uh, Rick finds the doctor who like tortured him and brought him back to life and everything, Dr. McGowan. And you think like, oh, he's going to murder this doctor, isn't he? No, actually. She's like, okay, I was wrong about the Hulk and I was also wrong about Rick Jones. Monsters come in many forms. Don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> was basically the moral of that and oh man hulk gets the most savage line in on general Fortin when he's like motherfucker you think you can stand up against me you're a dollar store general ross and a dime store blonsky fuck off oh that's awesome and i'm like oh he's so right and Fortin knows he's right and he hates <laughs> it <laughs> and then he spits acid on his face and that's the end of the issue <laughs> oh nice <laughs> man, man that book is good that uh, it sounds so damn good <laughs> it really it really is and it's like this is only the beginning because it's like we've seen weird glimpses to the future where like the hulk literally meets god oh god <laughs> jeez or, or the or the one above all and i'm like well yeah that makes sense because if hell and the devil was interested in hulk's immortality naturally the other side would be interested too yeah hulk holy roller hey hulk how would you like to smash for god <laughs> <laughs> Make him like some weird Azrael thing. Or no, <laughs> Hulk goes to heaven and punches the one above all. Because <laughs> Hulk is also like a weird eco-crusader now. He's like, yes, I want to smash the world and destroy humanity because they can't be trusted with Earth. If I kill them all, maybe the planet will have a chance. <laughs> and again, why doesn't the one above all do anything? I'm going to go to heaven and smash God until he does something about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give him the tombstone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Hulk off the top rope with the one above all. Oh, oh he's broken in half. By God, he's broken in half. <laughs> Which is just so wonderfully insane comics. So it's like, yeah, the Hulk's the strongest he is. Of course he beats up deities. <laughs> he becomes God of War. He goes to other pantheons and beats up other deities. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got Krishna in the camel clutch. <laughs> Oh, oh, he's tapping out Buddha. Buddha's tapping out. <laughs> but yeah, Immortal Hulk is great. What more can I say? Awesome. Now, what else did you have? Oh, at Justice League issue 31. As did I. This was the last new comic I read this week, and then everything else was just me catching up on shit. Yeah, this this was an awesome comic. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. They're really getting a lot of mileage out of the tiered time travel storyline. We got the Trinity and Earth's End, and we got Flash and Green Lantern back in like the 1930s meeting the Justice Society. Yeah, yeah. And all while that's going on, we've got obviously like the Justice League back in like present time trying to like like chaos is reigning and they need to figure out how to get back to the other league. So they get the World Forger and, and Monitor to build like a ship. Why does God need a StarCraft? <laughs> uh, they, they, they need the ship to travel to the edge of space to find their brother Anti-Monitor, which is where Apex, Lex, and Perpetua are heading as well. Because, again, being... Lex has all the cheat codes. He knows what everyone's doing. He literally is a god mod now. He's literally playing with all the cheats turned out. I love how everyone comes to the same realization where it's like, look, whoever finds the anti-monitor first should be able to sway him because he's just very easily swayed, this guy. 
whoever makes the best argument to him and whoever promises him the best stuff yeah yeah whoever whoever comes with pizza rolls and mountain dew literally literally he's the moody child of perpetua <laughs> yeah offer him like a lollipop is uh you can stay up till late tonight <laughs> no bedtimes just hanging out at the edge of the universe oh my fucking mom sucks and humanity <laughs> sucks and my brother's suck and everything can't even destroy the universe when i want to anymore because i've done it too many times fucking bullshit also my name is mobius which yeah. people forget that my yeah. name is f- f- fucking guy metron on my stupid chair and people forget <laughs> i invented the chair <laughs> just so moody the only one who understands me is you aquaman <laughs> yeah aquaman was that that hooded being we haven't actually seen aquaman in the justice league book since that drowned no. earth no we haven't which what a way to play the long game actually yeah. dc credit where credit is due for actually working on continuity you spin aquaman into a new book where he's away from everyone else loses his memory eventually gets it back and when he does boom comes back into justice lake with a much bigger part now yeah he's basically the the anti anti-monitor's herald in a way yeah 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 i like that yeah and he he's seen what 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 happens to the world with this this whole like doom war and all that sort of stuff so he's like fuck all that shit i'm teaming yeah. with the anti-monitor maybe we'll do something new yeah because the anti-monitor the way he puts it is like look whoever finds me first the world is still fucked it doesn't matter yeah like the only way that you could like even kind of keep things on an even keel is if you protect me so i can keep doing nothing yeah and Aquaman's like, I guess. <laughs> I got nothing better to do. Yeah, I mean, you're making a better pitch than everyone else, I suppose. <laughs> it's only gone wrong for the heroes, so sure, let's let's do it. Uh, yeah, and it does go wrong for the heroes because, like, the 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 Justice League that went back in time uh, find out that like the cosmic rod that they need to get is in the Pacific in Pearl Harbor on December seventh. <laughs> I, I loved that reveal where it's like, well, yeah, I put it on a military base in Hawaii. We'll just go get it because we're 1930s heroes and we can do what we want. Okay, cool. Let's go there. Oh, no. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> What's the date? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then- it's like, what? It's like, what do you do? Do you say, uh, guys, something's going to happen? Or do you be like, no, no, we can't do that because that'll like ruin history. But oh my God, we're heroes. What if we I, don't stop Pearl Harbor? I like that Flash is like, the Legion really wouldn't mess with time that much, would they? And it's like, oh, oh, they would. <laughs> then we literally see Sinestro and Cheetah and Gorilla Grodd <laughs> in World War II Japanese fighting. <laughs> and I'm like, this is hilarious and awesome and a great image where it's like, yes, and we, the Legion of actually cause for a larp that is that is that's like a cover that you'd see from like the the early like 50s like the legion of doom behind the pearl harbor attacks it re- that's like some shit from ancient aliens that they're like and if you look at this black and white photo and expand a little bit there's sinestra of the yellow yep, lantern that, yep, that, right there. there's psychic monkey <laughs> yep they did it that was the ones behind it's like dude you're so <laughs> fucking crazy no i was right <laughs> yeah and um yeah so they they've got to deal with that next issue uh and on top of that the the legion in the future uh they find out that like brainiac has bottled pieces of hypertime in his ship and he's like searching them for the totality like convergence i'm surprised no one brings that up that bottling pieces of hypertime basically other continuities i'm like dude he did this in convergence don't you remember no one no, that remembers was that no one remembers yeah tell us that the, the brand new hip character tell us 
Yeah, technically it was Telos. I imagine somewhere in discontinuity, Telos is like, I did it first. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, and they use like the little Atom ship, which they used before in the series, a callback. Yes. A callback um, to travel through to another hyper, another piece of the hyper time where the, where the, um, the piece is, and they end up running into the Justice Legion A. Yeah, who are of course all Brainiac controlled. Yeah, that's that's so cool that they ran into that. I can't wait to see like Superman fight Superman one million, all those guys. Oh, it's gonna be so cool. It's so cool. I, I love. It's great that Commandi, who's not used to seeing humans, thinks that this is the greatest thing ever. Seeing like the three greatest humans ever: mm-hmm. Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. This, this is actually a really cool bit, and I I I have to imagine this was like Bendis actually being competent for a bit so like so like this is like him seeing like superman for the first time and everything and all that in the in the uh that legion book there's a in the Uh command in the commandy part like commandy worships superman and like Ah. has one of his old costumes and everything he's like we need to keep this for when the mighty one returns and all that sort of stuff is is it that though or did uh what is it did (laughs) (laughs) scott strider came in and wrote that like quickly (laughs) that and also there's a story i'm pretty sure it's called superman at earth's end yeah it is so so yeah there was a superman at earth's end story did bendis just read that because as we have seen with his marvel work bendis reads like maybe five books and then like goes back to them endlessly like that time (laughs) iron man went back in time to arthurian times yeah (laughs) like how he keeps referencing that one endlessly maybe that's just the one he references endlessly like uh, superman at earth's end that was a good time Which is like, what a fucking obscure... Like, when he brings back the Kund, it's like, really? The Kund? Really? Yeah, yeah of all people. <laughs> it's it's like, of all the... You've read nothing in the last decade, but you remember the Kund. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm a nerd, and even I don't remember the fucking Kund. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one was fun. Like, the real meat and potatoes was just having Flash and Green Lantern talk to the Justice Society and be like, hey, we kind of remember you, but we kind of don't. It's like someone manipulated time. Well, it's good to know you exist. <laughs> yeah, we know some of you, but some of you we don't know. Like the really short Atom. <laughs> yeah, the, whose, whose power was just to punch things. Like, I'm yeah. an Atom Smasher. <laughs> or be like, hey, you're Dr. Fate and you're Kent Nelson, but you're not ours. And you're Hawkman and you're uh, Carter, but you're not our Carter, though. <laughs> Man, continuity's fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, it's really fucked up <laughs> yeah it's like hey i i remember like i feel the flash one is great because it's like when when garrick touched him where it's like oh well shouldn't that awaken the memories no and snyder's smart enough to get around this by going no no no, that doesn't happen because they haven't Bar- met yet <laughs> because barry is jay's future is yeah. the thing that wouldn't work because he hasn't met him yet and doesn't have any memories to yeah. awaken if Flash if they if they'd come in in like the fifties or something and they might have met then then that would have happened but this is like JSA year one basically yeah Flash has an inkling he's like oh I feel like we have this whole history on the tip yeah. of my tongue that I just can't remember good enough yeah good enough that's a good way to square that circle and to have continuity be intact yeah also wildcat gets to be there i genuinely fucking love wildcat (laughs) and wish they did more with him uh yeah he's cool he is so yeah that was everything new i read this week everything else was just catch up uh what about you i I had a couple of new newer books as well all right i'll let you do the newer ones then yeah uh, i had the the deceased tie-in a good day to die 
Ah, oh, yeah, I picked this up. Didn't actually get a chance to uh, cover it yet. How, how was it? There's story in this. People don't just stand around on a rooftop. Well, it's a one shot, so they have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Mr. Miracle and Big Barter find out that Apocalypse <coughs> has been destroyed and they're relatively happy about that because dark side has been destroyed be. uh so they yeah, end up that guy. <laughs> they go and they go back to earth and learn about the whole virus stuff while mr terrific has been studying it and he realizes like okay i if i want to find like the origin of this out and like what the whole deal of this is i need to find uh someone who's been to apocalypse oh big barter and all that have just come back i'll go to them and ask them to take me to apocalypse they obviously can't because apocalypse has been fucking destroyed so he's like Time, time for Plan B, which takes them to Liverpool, where they find oh. John Constantine. Oh, um, shit. Uh, Constantine's just had to kill Chaz because Chaz got turned. Uh, oh, So, so they, they end up saving him. They're like, look, science has failed us. Can we use magic to try and fix this? And uh, John's like, eh, fuck off. It's the end of the world. I'm going to the Oblivion Bar to get drunk. So he goes yeah. to Oblivion Bar, gets drunk, and they're like, okay, Plan C. And this is the plan I didn't want to enact. So they go to uh, Blue Beetle and Ted and uh, Booster Gold and say, Booster, use your time travel device to go back in time and oh, zombie time st- travel. Stop this. And he's like, he's like, ah, okay then. Uh, the only thing stopping them is Wave Rider, who's for some reason doesn't want them time traveling. It's like, no, you can't time travel. Time is linear. Like, that's a very wave rider thing to do he always enforces yeah. stupid rules i got a lot of comments saying why is wave rider now a person he should be a ship i'm like no no other way around <laughs> the um, wave rider in the show is a reference to the character yeah um so yeah he, he doesn't want to stop so john john decides uh he's got to do something so he ends up coming back and it's great because because of his magic wave rider can't see his futures so he, uh, us- he uses that to sucker punch him <laughs> <laughs> you wave rider yeah and like gives gives the heroes time to um to like try and use the device all while uh big barter and mr miracle have been killed by by the horde outside and Oops. uh they end up coming in they end up killing mr terrific killing fucking Yikes. uh ted and, and it's here it's like and then wave rider's like oh fuck and because this this ties into um that last issue of the main series where that big explosion happened um apparently superman is still alive and um he apparently found a zombified flash in in the rubble of of um Uh of uh the city they're in keystone and so that so that means there's no future so uh booster just like snaps out of existence Uh uh-oh that's a really good idea for a one-shot because that explains hey all these different avenues you think of stopping the zombie plague yeah we already tried them and they already don't work yeah they don't work yeah so he gets snapped out of existence because there's no future anymore it's kind of like that satin girl thing where like he's still alive Uh. because he thinks there is a future but the minute he realized that there isn't he gets snapped out of existence oh no i think therefore i am <laughs> <laughs> um at that moment uh like wave rider gets like fucked up because um john isn't too happy that like he's not doing anything so he gets fucked up by the zombified ted cord uh zatanna and uh dr fate arrive and is like we're here to save you john but we're not saving these heroes because that's not their fate and john's like bollocks and fucking i'm not gonna go with you i'm gonna go save the world because the world needs saving 
Wow, only on the worst day in the universe does <laughs> yeah. John Constantine nut up and become a hero. I like that. Yeah, and then that's where it ends. So whether we'll get like another book or whether this will like spin into the last couple of issues of the deceased book. Mm. Very intrigued because it's, it's like cool set of characters and everything. Yeah, yeah, people who don't normally get the spotlight. I yeah. did that too. I'll have to read that then. That sounds like something I would enjoy. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, was was that it for new books? I know this was kind of a light week, all things considered. I, Don't I go? I go hmm? one more. Okay, let's do this one more one then. And it, then if this ends up a short show, it just ends up a short show. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Superman Up in the Sky issue three. Oh yes, the Tom King book that we're actually enjoying. I'm enjoying it, but it has like like oh my god, like the the threads between the story of this kidnapped girl are like razor thin. <laughs> like because because these were meant for Walmart comics. <laughs> Yeah, and not only that, these feel like stories that he wanted to write and then realized, like, oh, I could link these together, kind of, with, like, so a he's page. Just, he's jerry-rigging scenarios yeah. where these can go one after another. Yeah, so the first one is that big controversial story of Lois being killed all these times. Yes, this one. Wasn't as bad as, like, it was made out to be. So Superman is he's waiting in basically what is an intergalactic call room like he's he's he's, he's like the dmv he's like sitting there waiting for like his call to be connected to earth because he's calling lois he's got to talk to lois and while he's waiting there he's thinking about all these times lois is like like he's not there and lois has been killed by like lex luther and joker and a plane crash and all that sort of stuff and i, th I think like he would he'd think of it once and then be like no like i wouldn't don't need to think about that lois is like a very competent person she would be able to get out of these situations herself yeah um all that sort of stuff uh, classic tom king i am always afraid of death all the time yeah especially very, the women who represent my wife that's what i was about to say it's very very weird against uh, like women <laughs> like constantly killing them <laughs> It's clear that Tom King very much loves his wife, and maybe because he lived the dangerous life of a CIA operative, he is constantly worried about his wife and women who represent his wife dying in horrible ways. And yeah. it leads into all of his work. It does. It does. It really does. He ends up getting the call and like, ah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then Lo Lois, like, fears for him as well. That's like the oh. whole thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we we've seen that. It's nothing really new. But, but still, what a nice little human feel-good twist on that, which yeah. you don't get in his Batman and don't get in any of these yeah, other yeah. places. Yeah, it's, it's human. They have conversations with each other, and it's human conversations, not like an alien. How is it in writing the alien he's more human than in writing Batman, who's supposed to be the human? Do you think that's like his thing? It's like, I, I'm I'm going to make the, the alien sound human and the human sound alien because it's I, smart. I do think that, and like even in a Tom King Batman story I liked where it was them doing like a double date at the carnival, mm -hmm. that was already what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, no, they're actually the opposite of how you think they are. Yeah, the, sec the second one, I, I kind of had to reread it twice because the second one just felt like another story, and it really is. Uh, mm -hmm. Superman somehow ends up in World War Two, and oh. he ends up losing his in memory entirely and it ends up with sergeant rock um nice saving him and sergeant rock's like who the fuck is this guy in this cape and shit and it's like what the fuck's going on and it's like he doesn't realize uh, superman doesn't remember who he is but he knows he's from kansas so he gets cut starts being called kansas by yeah. um by our sergeant rock and they end up getting in through like a, a fight and everything and superman ends up 
finding out who he is when like a grenade goes off against him it like like mm-hmm. shocks his mind and we find out that he fell through a uh, a wormhole or something and it took him through time and ended up dumping him here and it it's just basically a story to get him and sergeant rock in the same room so like tom, so, so, so tom king can have the issue where he goes thank you for your service soldiers because uh, that's how that's literally how the book ends that yeah okay see that like that's hammy but that's like the good kind of hammy i yeah. will accept from superman yeah yeah it, it's cool book is them like fighting with the uh fighting with against the germans and that sort of stuff it, it's cool but yeah it's it's very hammy and very that's loosely fun. like tied to this whole like kidnapping story and it's like you've got one more issue to like solve this kidnapping story but you've basically just been doing like side stories this whole time that's that's fine at least he seems to be having fun <laughs> yeah yeah he's doing like competent stories you know what it is short single issue yes, to yes. the point yes he can write like two short stories and like link them up later and he can think about it for longer than a minute yeah which i'm sure is nice so there you go everyone don't say we ever don't say nice things about tom king <laughs> when he's on he's on what can you say yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah, I guess that just about does it for the show this week, everyone. I didn't read a lot of new stuff. I spent a lot of this week catching up on uh, stuff from last week. Yeah, I still got stuff from last week and the week before and probably the week before that. Huge, huge week. Comics. Too many of them. Yeah. But, hey, we've been finding time to review indie stuff. That's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. That's nice. So, uh, yeah, everyone, I guess uh, thank you for watching and listening. Always very much appreciated. Uh, if you are a patron, you'll be getting this episode first before anyone else. Matt and I always try and upload this Sunday night, early Monday morning uh, mm-hmm. once we're done. Again, time disparity. Uh, again, you know, if you want to do that, you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Always appreciated. Be sure to follow Matt and myself on social media, Twitter, Facebook, what have you. All the links are down in the description, so you always know when a new episode is going live and when you can find the comic multiverse. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, anything else to talk about, Matt? Anything to plug before we bring the show to an end? Uh, not really. I think I'm going to be starting to, like, probably within the next week or next week i'll probably start doing some streaming um i'm trying i'm in the middle of like setting up and then i'm i'm gonna put it out to like people what people want to see i know there's that new game coming out called greedfall which yes which i really kind of want to get into which i probably shouldn't because i got so many fucking games going at the moment (laughs) same same i know i've been looking at it too it looks really cool dude an rpg set in colonial times hell yeah i can wear a tri-corner hat and a puppy shirt yeah i can use flintlocks (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, dude, I'm totally going for a fucking blunderbuss build. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> oh, can you slay the dragon? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that that one looks dope. Yeah, there's a lot of good games coming out in the next little bit. It's tis the t- season for it. It is. Uh, so yeah, everyone, yeah, I gotta get back to streaming too. It's it's hard to kick myself in the ass to do it. <laughs> But yes, thank you everyone for coming out and watching. We hope you appreciate it. And again, we'll be back again next week. Same comic multiverse time, same comic multiverse place. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.